one. There it is. All right. Welcome, welcome, everybody. We got a beautiful day. We got a beautiful guest. We have all kinds of good stuff. We're going to have a lot of fun diving into honesty and past trauma. So uh, tune in. We're going to have a good time. Here we go. Practicing polyamory. Real life perspectives from the imperfect people of polyamory. The mission of the Practicing Polyamory podcast is to provide a platform for all of the real-life, flawed humans that practice polyamory so that we might all learn from one another and grow as a community. Enjoy the show. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome, welcome back to this beautiful day, this beautiful week. Uh, you know, before we jump into chat with today's guest, I want to, today's guest, I want to acknowledge you. That's right, you. Thanks to all of you, this little podcast got over a thousand downloads per week for four straight weeks. I am super humbled, blown away by all of you tuning in to hear my goofy ass stumble through interesting conversations with incredible people. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, don't forget, we do three shows every week, so there's a lot of opportunity for you to ask questions. If you have questions about your relationships, if there's a topic you'd like to hear us discuss on the show, slide into my DMs, let me know, or leave a comment while we're recording live. Uh, follow me on all social media platforms, at Practicing Polyade. Let me know what it is that you want us to talk about. And as always, I want to remind you, if you are listening to this podcast, you are a welcome guest to be on the show. None of us are perfect, and we're here to share as many imperfect stories as possible because I know that the more stories we hear, the more others will see us in themselves, and the more representation we have, the more we can strengthen our community. So go to practicingpolyamory.com and sign up to share your imperfect story too. All right, that's my spiel. Ladies and gentlemen, on to the best part of the show and introducing our guest. Today's guest is a jewelry maker and living history performer who knows her way around ancient Roman history. And she's got a bit of a history of her own, too. Our guest spent about four years exploring polyamory and non-monogamy in the early 2010s before taking a poly break for a few years. I guess she just couldn't resist the poly calling because she's back, y'all. Polly hot and ready to explain her situation a lot. Our guest has been back in the polyamory game since 2018, and through her experiences, she's learned the importance of honesty in relationships, with partners, of course, but especially with yourself, and how that often means facing past traumas. I'm excited to chat with this ambiamorous, demisexual, queer, and crafty babe who loves fixing bodies and healing traumas. So without further ado, joining us today from the vast expanse of internet cyberspace, Welcome to the show, Sherry. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Getting into it. Sharon, Sharon, Sharon. Thank you so much for spending some time with me. Thank you for tuning for hanging out with me today. Um, let's just go in and, and start asking a little bit about you. Um you know, thank you for filling out that questionnaire. I was able to give you a nice little intro, uh, just some little things. But what haven't I told the world about you that you would like to share? Um, well, uh, as you can see from my background, I'm, I'm actually at work. Don't tell my boss who <laughs> me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm an acupuncturist. I do medical massage. And so um, a lot of my work is about helping people erase old trauma, which is um, not really the, I guess it's funny because when you, when you, uh, when you got back in touch with me and told me like, this is the, you know, the headline for our show, I was like, 
oh, I don't know that I would have used that word, although it is appropriate. Like it's um, the the experiences I had in my the first poly go round, as we can mm-hmm. see, um, definitely informed my current poly go round. But um, I wouldn't. I don't. I don't know. Well, trauma seems like a really intense word, but I guess it's appropriate. So. You know, I, I think trauma, as is my personal opinion, I'm not super like educated in all of this stuff. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But um, I think trauma is definitely on a scale, right? You have some traumas that are not affecting your everyday life. And then you've got, you know, stuffing talking- yourself. Exactly. Right, yeah. right, right. And then and then you've got yeah. like super PTSD, like scary stuff, trauma, you know, all right. kinds of things. So so definitely there, there's a scale. Um, but you mentioned that you've learned a lot from the, from the last two, you're approaching it differently this time, as opposed to last time, what's changed, what's different? Um, well, it's, it's with a different husband for one thing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Different partners. Yeah. 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 My, um, my husband number two, uh, which is who I did the poly thing with, uh, cause I had one of those starter marriages. Uh Okay. (laughs) Forget that. Uh, so husband number two was a great friend and we're still friends. And that's why like, I was hesitant to put the label trauma on that because I, he's, he's not a bad guy, um, but his mm-hmm. style was very different from mine. And his, his style was, there's room enough for everyone and I have lots of love to go around. And he had 18 girlfriends and that's not how I roll. I'm much like, more. Like you're not exaggerating. 18 is a no, real number. I'm exaggerating. Sorry. But oh, would, okay. 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 But he would have like five. <laughs> okay. okay. And for, for a guy who, you know, was also working 80 hours a week, that didn't leave much for me. Wow. Yeah. So there was a big problem where basically when he was at home, he was asleep and wow. I didn't, I didn't get my needs met. Um, and so we wound up splitting up. Um, because I, I really preferred to be monogamous. And then um, now I'm with husband number three, third time's the charm. And he's uh, he's fantastic about making sure that I am, that I'm his number one priority and I feel mm-hmm. loved and I feel centered. And he goes out with his other partners, but he always comes back and I feel like I get enough of him. Got it. And so uh, that was the reason I was resistant for many years for us to go poly is that I was just afraid the same thing was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't been dating much. I've tried a few times, but I'm super picky. <laughs> and, um, I'm demisexual and I just have not had the right matchup. Right. So um, uh, with the, with husband number two, we we did have two long-term triads that went really well. Um, and I enjoyed that, but um, I don't think that's gonna work this time, so. Sure, yeah. So it, it sounds like uh, what you're saying is that your uh, current husband is actively dating uh, while you are not. Did I get that right? Um. Well, he has two long-term partners. Okay. He's been both of them since pre-COVID. I mean, okay, okay, like, long time. Um, so he's he's not he's not dating and that he's not seeking out new partners, but he is still seeing his two. Got it, um, got it. I once in a while will stumble onto OKCupid or or FL or something, you know, as an attempt to find a partner, but um, I've never made it past you know second or third date. 
Gotcha, um, gotcha. It just hasn't worked out. I hear you. I hear you. Don't mean to get into, uh, you know, all of that personal, you know, dating, how's no, it going, no. all that stuff, whatever. Well, you know, I'm, thank, I'm thank you for that. sharing, though. <laughs> I, I, I mean, uh, um, it's just a matter of trying to find the right person who's the right, right. you know, the right mesh. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and these are struggles, I think, that, you know, a lot of us in the poly community can definitely uh, resonate with and, and connect with because a lot of us are on OKC, FL, you know, whatever other myriad of, of mm-hmm. dating websites and kind of like, man, it's it's hard to to meet people, um, you know, different different ways. But, you know, kind of getting back to to the way that you have found your needs being met. Um, I want to ask you kind of some questions just right on that. So uh, when you were in that polyamorous relationship before uh, and your husband was was dating a lot of people and there wasn't a lot of time uh, for you, what was like, how did you approach it this time, right? Did you, um, what kind of boundaries did you set? What kind of things did you say, hey, look, this is what I'm willing to accept in a relationship. This is what I'm not. Uh, yeah. What kind of boundaries did you set for yourself in the new relationship to make sure that that stuff didn't happen again? Yeah, we we did a, a couple of things. Um, one is at first we had some um, pretty strict sexual limits, um, which has they, they have um, eased up, shall we uh-huh, say. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, it's more about time. Like we have a date night once a week, you know, mm-hmm. um, when he, when he goes to spend a weekend with one of his other partners, you know, he, he clears it with me first. He makes sure that, uh, um, you know, first of all, I don't, I don't need him that weekend for anything. And then, mm-hmm. you know, that, I, that I'm cool with it. And then bef- before he goes, this is what I really appreciate before he goes. And when he comes back, he always like reinforces his feelings for me. Like, Nice. He's actually gone for um, uh, Valentine's Day, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, which I was, you know, like, uh, all right, whatever, you know. Okay. And, then, and I was okay with it, but I wasn't like great with it. But then on Valentine's morning, he sent me a video of him tucking an envelope into the linen closet. <laughs> and I went, went to the linen closet. <laughs> it was just like, I that I love that man so much. Oh, that is cute. That is adorable. I love it. Okay. So so some of the things that you did, let's talk a little bit about these um these sexual limits. Cause I love uh, you know, I love the fact that 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 you are taking active steps to try and and you know make sure that your needs are also met. Uh when you say stuff like uh sexual limits and um you know, it starts to make me think of of rules, right? Where where, and, and we know that this happens a lot as people are opening relationships. This is a, a common thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are we're we're allowed to take baby steps as we're opening up our relationships, right? We're allowed Absolutely. to, yeah, move into these things. So tell me a little bit about, um, you know, as as much as you're willing to share uh, <laughs> about some of these sexual limits, some of these rules that you put into place, and how the easing up process has gone for you? Well, um, part of it is that uh, 
as part of my healthcare um, education, I took microbiology and that since I took microbiology like 20 years ago, yeah. I'm just a little bit of a germaphobe. <laughs> <laughs> understood, <laughs> understood. When your partner's out running around, right? So it like at first it was, um, but it's not just that, honestly. It's also like just the demisexual like cooties sort of issue. Um, so um, uh, at first it was, okay, you like nothing below the waist. You know, and, okay. and and then it was like, I mean, I don't want to get into all the details, but sure, sure, there, sure. There were there were various steps where he was, as I got more comfortable logically with um, the the you know STD issue, but then also honestly, just with my heart being okay mm. sharing him because that's still hard for me because yeah, honestly, I do really tend to be more of a monogamous person, and in an ideal mm. world, we wouldn't we wouldn't um, we wouldn't need other people to fulfill all of our needs, but that's not reality. So <laughs> here we are. And I just had to sort of, it took me honestly a couple of years to get really comfortable with it. Um, I can't say I'm a hundred percent comfortable with it sometimes, you know, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't want details. Um, mm. uh, you know, I, I know what's happening, but he doesn't, he doesn't give me gory details. Cause I don't. Right. Sure. Sure. You know, different folks different strokes some people like really enjoy the details and and like yeah. you know it gets them ramped up for for their alone time their intimate time uh yeah. and other people are like nope nope i don't need to know it's it's yeah. fine i'm just assuming that things are happening over there yeah. that's you cool that's... Fun? i'll be over here <laughs> cool cool perfect yeah yeah um so I, I want to ask you a, a little bit more about, um, oops, whoops, went the wrong way, uh, about your, like, about this sense of honesty, of looking within ourselves, right? Where is it or, or what is it that that you learned maybe about yourself um, that you didn't realize? Like, the way that you're talking about, about kind of leaning towards monogamy and if that was, you know, feasible or whatever then maybe you might do that but how how does like something like that right are you being honest with yourself i guess and and yeah. and how do you how do you reconcile those feelings with with who you are today and you know going forward in polyamory so um uh my my husband is um he's a sadist and mm -hmm. I'm into DS, but I'm not a masochist. And okay. when we first got together, I just submitted to him hurting me because I wanted to be a good sub, but I wanted to make him happy. And it's, you know, it's a relationship. You make compromises. Mm -hmm. But after a while, it was it was too much. I wasn't having fun. And mm. so <sighs> being able to let him go hurt somebody else <laughs> means that he gets his needs met. He's not as cranky around the house, to be honest. <laughs> and I don't have to get hurt. So it's nice. like it's it's improved our relationship tremendously because he's not stressed out and he um he doesn't have these pent-up desires he can't get met. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. He's not afraid of hurting me, you know, accidentally. Right. And um and I don't have to worry about it anymore. So nice. So that like being honest with myself, like, okay, I, I don't want to share him, but I don't want to get hurt. And I'd rather share him and have us both be happy. Yeah. So 
that's what it came down to. Nice, nice. I, I mean, having the emotional maturity to, you know, come to that realization to say, you know what, it's 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 this part of it. And it doesn't take away from uh, the love that he has for you. And I, I again, I going back to that uh sticking the envelope in the linen closet like cute little things like that that just definitely tell you yes i'm loved i'm cared for mm-hmm. uh you know that that that's good stuff that's good stuff um what types of things what other things do do you what are other ways that you find that you feel safe in your relationship? What are other things that you have asked for other, um, you know, self-aware boundary things that you've mm-hmm. asked for to, uh, to make sure that you are feeling safe and cared for in, in your relationship? Um, I feel, I actually, I haven't ever, I don't think I've ever asked for this, but like if he had a date, if he had plans and I was having a super bad time for whatever reason and, needed him to stay home, I'm pretty confident I could say, I need you to cancel and be with me. And I know mm-hmm. he would. Like, okay. I trust him to have my back on that. Sure. Um, wow, I'm getting emotional thinking about that. Um, <laughs> it's nice to be with somebody who has your back. Um, uh, That's good stuff. W- would you say then, um, and this is kind of, it it sounds to me, and tell me if I'm wrong, but it sounds to me like uh, there there's definitely a little bit of a hierarchy in your relationship. Would you say that's right? Uh, well, okay. Um, at first, I thought you were talking about like I'm his primary, his other uh-huh. girls secondaries. That's definitely true. Okay. Um, in terms of our our relationship, um, we don't really do the DS thing anymore. Okay. So there's there's not a hierarchy in our relationship anymore. Uh, okay okay for within the two of you there's not the ds but there is a but it is a hierarchical as far as you're the primary and then the other um his other relationships are secondary to use uh whatever um i i I just want to ask you about that um because i i think that that's something that um I guess I guess it can be controversial, right? If you look mm-hmm. in in poly groups and stuff like that, uh, you know, you start talking about hierarchies and people will just jump yeah. in on that. So I want to hear from you about um, how this hierarchy was uh, decided and how how you all approach it with uh, the other partners that are involved. Um, okay, so um, I know that it's 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 not democratic. It's not you know. I, I like I, theoretically. I love the whole love anarchy concept that love is love, and you know everyone should be equal. And and out in real life, I'm a really big fan of everybody has rights. Um, mm-hmm. But when it maybe this is just the monogamist in me. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not willing to share my husband to that extent. Sure, um, they can have a piece of him. They can't have all of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he wanted to be in a in a relationship where the other partners had as much importance as me, we would have broken up. I mean, that's that's basically what happened with my first with my second husband. You know, mm-hmm. the first go around. Um, I I'm not that maybe I'm just selfish. That's you talk about honesty. That's right. <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean that's okay. Like I I I don't think that hierarchical relationships are inherently bad 
right? I think that that uh, there are times when hierarchy is okay. Uh, you know, when everybody has kind of had this conversation and, you know, you're going into it aware. And that's kind of what I'm trying to, to get to. So like yeah. with his other partners, uh, if they're aware that you are the primary, uh, I, how did that relationship how did that conversation go? Uh, you yeah. know, do do you so, get along with them? Uh, do you all do like kitchen table? What what is that like? Um. So, well, of course, nothing's been happening for the past, you know, year and a half. Um, right. Uh, so I I am I am friends with both of the other women. Um, one of them is married and has you know a very busy life, and so. Mm -hmm for her having a secondary situation works perfectly. Right. Um, the other one um, is single and I know she would love to have more time with him. I know she would like a bigger chunk of him and I feel really bad about that, but um, it's not going to happen. You know, I mean, I like her a lot. She's been over to the house. She comes over for craft nights. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and that's great. But like, I'm not going to give him up for 50% of the time. Sure. Sure. Um, and I, as far as how that conversation went down, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. You'd have to ask them because I wasn't there for that. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair, fair enough. Um, but I guess like between, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm trying to see how, um, you know, not, not trying to poke holes in it or anything like that, but just curious about, you know, how, or if you've had that conversation, uh, with her or, or if, you know, if there's any kind of, um, you know, she wants more time with him, you said, and if she's not getting that more time that she wants, um, does that ever like spill over into your relationship? Um, <sighs> It, uh, I don't, I don't know about spilling over. I mean, uh, he was gone on vacation. Uh, he mm -hmm. was doing traveling with his daughter. He came back. He immediately went the night he came back, went and spent the evening with her. Mm -hmm. uh, the next weekend he was with her all weekend. So in that case, like I had to wait in turn, I had to wait in line, uh -huh. let him go see her first. Um, so like I, I do try to be accommodating. I'm not completely selfish. Right. Right. Um, but I mean, I'm, I, I don't know that I've got a better answer than that. No, that's okay. That's okay. You know, I, again, I'm, I might be digging too deep into, you know, all the, the personal nuances and again, tell me to shove off. I'm getting way too deep and, and whatever. Um, no, no, I'm just, it, 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 like I said, I'm, I'm curious because of specifically the hierarchical approach. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I kind of wanted to get your, your thoughts on that and how, you know, you see the same conversations that I do in, in polyamorous um, groups and circles mm -hmm. and, you know, just trying to kind of get an idea of your thinking behind it. Because like I said, I think that in the right circumstances, you know, hierarchicals are fine. Like I don't think that they are inherently bad or toxic or anything like mm -hmm. that. Um, I just kind of wonder what, what people re what people's reasons are and how they communicate that among their partners. I, well, my reasons is that I don't, I don't want to repeat of what happened before. Right. I don't want to wind up with a husband. I only see when he's unconscious and no fun. it's, it's no fun. I don't want a roommate. I want a life mm -hmm. partner. And as much as we would love to expand our heart and open it for everyone, the reality is with work 
and cooking and cleaning and all the stuff you got to do. There's only so much time in the day. Right. And I want that. I want that quality time. Nice. I don't want him when he's tired yep. or only when Thanks. he's tired, you know? Makes sense. Makes sense. And as, I guess as long as everybody else uh, is is okay with that, then uh, we're we're pretty good. Um, you know, I want to ask you really quickly before we, uh, as we start to wrap up here, um, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, if somebody wanted to work with you, get acupuncture from you, craft with you, sure. I don't know. Um, do you want to share your uh, contact information oh, sure. and um, uh, how people can get in touch? Yeah. Well, my last name is Rose. And uh, I'm an acupuncturist in Beaverton, Oregon. So I'm pretty easy to find if you know how to use the Google. <laughs> uh, and um, if you want to look me up on FL, I'm Power Dwarf there. Uh, you can't tell, but I'm 410. <laughs> <laughs> Power Dwarf? I love it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Very cool. Um, and then the last thing that I just want to ask you is, uh, is there anything that I missed? Is there anything that you wish that I had asked? Anything that oh. you go for it, go for it. Okay. Yeah. Cause I know we've got to go. Right. Um, so the biggest thing is, um, like I was saying, uh, being honest, um, with your partners, but also with yourself, like the, 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 and that was, there were things when we went, we did some couples counseling. I had the most absolutely incredible therapist. Um, and she taught me a lot about how some of my fears and patterns with him were based on what happened with husband number two. And I had to, I knew intellectually they weren't the same, but I had to unhinge those, those knee jerk reactions from like what's really happening right now. And that was a lot of work and it helped us a lot. So, um, being honest about where those emotions are coming from with yourself uh, is super important. Nice. Dig deep, find the real answers. Yes. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you, Sharon, again, so much for uh, spending time with me. I know you got to get going. Uh, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you from my bottom of my heart for uh, hanging out with me today. I had a blast. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks. And thank you, as always, to our live audience. As a reminder, when we're live, no commercial interruptions. But uh, <laughs> if you download the podcast, that's not true. So avoid the interruptions. Catch us live Monday through Friday, Monday through Wednesday, 2.30 p.m. Uh, and support us. Download it. Subscribe. Leave reviews. All right. That's all we got. I'm cutting it super short. So thank you, as always, to our guest. And until next time, y'all. Have a nice day. Thank you for tuning in to the Practicing Polyamory podcast. Would you or someone in your polycule like to be a guest? Sign up at practicingpolyamory.com and join the conversation. Please support us by subscribing, liking, and following us on social media at Practicing Polya by clicking any of the affiliate links on our website or by subscribing at patreon.com slash practicingpolya.